Welcome back to the show. You're listening to What's the Brew. I'm your host, Loli Moon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's episode is about all things eclipse season. There is so much going on, so much has taken place since we've last spoken. So, of course, I want to jump on here and talk a little bit about what is going on, what is taking place in the next like week and a half, the next two weeks, honestly, it's just crazy. So we're going to talk all about um, eclipse season and all things Astro Tea essentially in this episode because there's just so much to cover. Um, but before we get into that, um, I just wanted to say that my intention with this episode is to bring, you know, some ease as, you know, this time of the year can be really, really heavy and exhausting. And I know a lot of us have been feeling this because we have been coming out of these pretty, um, you know, heavy retrogrades and whatnot. So with that being said, you know, if you're looking for, you know, direct, more personal guidance, definitely reserve your session while you still can, okay? Um, But, you know, this episode is really just about tuning in and, you know, not everything will resonate with you. It's not supposed to. If you're listening, there's a reason why, I believe. And whatever you are meant to receive from this, I hope that it, it, you know, it receives you just as clearly um, and as aligned as possible. As as I'm saying that it is 111 on my laptop clock. So there you go. Spirit has confirmed this. Okay, Ashe. Um, you know, and just something I want to share with this episode first and foremost is that what we're really focusing on is truly getting back to, you know, understanding balance and understanding the balance of thyself versus being a part of the collective and knowing that both are important, but you should not neglect yourself right? You shouldn't neglect yourself at any time or point. Um, And it's during these times where we as a whole are, you know, feeling all kinds of things, all various kinds of situations going on. It can be really hard to not get pulled in. Okay, so I just share this as a reminder for whoever needs it, that your needs always come first. And that is one of the biggest messages that is going to be coming through for this eclipse season. Now, before I get into all of that tea, though, I want us to just take a moment to still just stand still, grip our feet into the earth and just, you know, readjust ourselves, deep inhales, release through the mouth, exhales, and let's just be present for a moment and talk about Libra season. Because as of right now, while I'm recording this, Okay, it is still Libra season for just a little bit longer. And so a lot has taken place during Libra season. Um, The biggest thing, most, I would say, quote unquote, intense thing. I don't want to use the word intense. I feel like the word intense gets used a lot, honestly, with astrology. And I think it can create a lot of anxiety for people. Um, So I don't really want to use the word intense. I'm going to try to replace that word, honestly. Um, But it was definitely a very loud transit okay mercury's retrograde 
in Libra, right? Started a little bit in Virgo when we had the shadow period, then it was in Libra and things really took off because Mercury in Libra, Saturn in Aquarius and Mars in Gemini were having a grand jester full time, okay? With all bunch of clowning around and circus acts coming to life. I thought it was absolutely insane. Um, really interesting, honestly. But with that being said, let's talk about Libra season, okay? Just let's just get into that. So, you know, Libra season is honestly coming to an end. And while I absolutely love Libra season, I am very, very, very much ready for Scorpio season, I will say. I am definitely ready for it. Um, it brought on a lot of hyperactivity, honestly, with the collective. That's how it felt to me personally, okay? Um, you know, and again, between Mercury's retrograde and again, Mars and Gemini especially, it's just been really socially draining. And when I say socially draining, I'm not really speaking from, you know, the perspective of being overbooked and busy because no, yes, that's definitely socially draining. But what I'm more so I'm referring to is, you know, the overall just aura that was kind of being projected throughout the collective, no matter where you looked, no matter what you were reading or what you were intaking, you know, at some point you were caught up in the web, you know? And it's not because you're not minding your business, but more so because there's just so much stuff going on and everyone's reacting to it. Gemini is the ruler of the nervous system. So there's a lot of interesting things that are being activated um, through Mars and Gemini. Mars is all about eruptions and things that are coming and boiling to the top of the surface, actually, in medical astrology. So when I apply that to the collective you know, point of view... There's a lot of stuff that is boiling and being brought up to the surface, and it is not cute. So you bet your ass that I kept my distance and stayed my ass at home, okay? Because it is just not, it's not cute out here, okay? Um, and I was doing my best to not engage in the retrograde mess, but I do, you know, wish I did, you know, distance myself a little bit more because it was just creating more distractions and unnecessary nonsense than necessary. So with that, I just want to say um, if you felt like this Mercury retrograde was really just heavy, loud, distracting, you know, etc., exhausting, whatever the word might be for you, um, you know, just a reminder that you always have a choice. And sometimes the choices that we need to be taking are the ones that we are trying to avoid the most. So whether it's actually doing a digital detox and really cutting down on your social media time or, you know, creating stronger boundaries so that when you are, um, you know, having your days off or whatever it might be, you're not doing other things. If you are filling your, your days off with like chores and, and errands, is that really helping you? Like, is that really helping you? Is that really supporting you? Or is that just creating this constant cycle of burnout? You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of stuff just going on. Um, but just remember that you have a choice. You don't have to, you know, get sucked in. Okay, and always be present. That was the biggest thing, I would say. You don't always have to be present. Now, I'm not saying you need to detach. But what I am saying is that, you know, just be a little bit less plugged in 
because when you're completely plugged in through transits like this, you're going to feel exhausted. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel drained. You're going to feel kind of shitastic, if I'm being completely honest, okay? And that's where the boundaries and, and selecting the right choices for ourselves really matters the most, you know? Um, the gunk that I have just been, you know, really seeing, you know, despite really trying to keep it out was really displeasing to me and my spirits. So I really had to up the, the, the ammo, um, this time around because eclipses, listen, eclipses are great. I love eclipses. I absolutely love Scorpio season. Um, but this one just feels very different. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm not worried about anything happening per se, like no, but there's something just, I can't put my finger on it just yet, but I, you know, am going to continue with the amplified boundaries and really just laying low until the season is over in terms of eclipse season, just so that I can be, you know, totally present and not just overstimulated by the collective stress because it's just too much, especially if you are... Um, a practicing mystic, you call, you consider yourself a spiritual being. You know, you can be feeling this even more than other than other people, and that makes it even harder. Okay, so I know that was a lot of <laughs> of rambling, but honestly and truly, um, this retrograde was a blur and just a lot at once. And so, yeah, if there's anything that you can think about, what you've learned about this retrograde that you can apply as you know medicine or add to your kit as you're walking into eclipse season keep it close to you because it's probably going to still be very helpful for you if not even more so because it'll be more so a built-up routine at this point um, for you as we go into eclipse season um libra season for me though was really interesting this year because uh it is my solar return season um, which always comes with some interesting things, to say the least. And this year, it was very, very, very interesting because it came with a lot of, you know, <laughs> harsh reality checks, okay, as well as amazing blessings that have helped boost my confidence and just, you know, a great reminder of who the F I am, essentially. Um, but also major moments of imposter syndrome, which... I've come to realize now for myself is just a fancy-ish way of saying a lack of self-worth, okay? And so digging into that and doing that shadow work has been very liberating, but also not easy during this retro, uh, during this Libra season. Um, but overall, Libra season brought the wisdom and clarity I needed to move forward with grace. So with that being said, uh, I have been celebrating, you know, 28 cycles around the sun. And I am extremely, I will say, extremely, extremely, extremely focused on being Saturn return ready. <laughs> because, you know, first of all, I've been feeling the energy of Saturn on my ass, honestly, since May of this year. And that could be for various reasons, such as all the fixed sign placements I have, or maybe it's just, you know, Saturn in, Aqu in Aquarius doing its thing, um, or it's the eclipses. It doesn't really matter. Um, but even on the outside of the eclipses, Saturn has really been coming for my ass. Like, oh my goodness, I really can't, <laughs> I can't take it. So, you know, it wasn't really until I would say late July, early August, 
where I was kind of like, okay, I really need to get ready for this because if this is how Saturn is showing up right now, what is going to happen when Saturn actually enters Pisces and stomps on my ascendant? Okay. And, you know, at first, yes, I had a lot of concerns and fear around um, my approaching Saturn return. Uh, but then I remembered, you know, who the fuck I was and all the times I received victory from situations that I thought would break me down. And so this solar return feels like the reality check that, that I needed, okay, the very humbling experience that made me realize how much more growing up I have to do. And people may hear that and think, oh my God, but why grow up when you can be anything you want and make your inner child happy? And to that, I say, you know, yes, but also no, because this is not healthy in terms of a long term uh, solution. Okay, that is not what growing up is about. You can be grown, have your shit all the way together on one nice, gorgeous, abundant ass altar, just all the way together. Okay, and still make your inner child happy. Okay, but I don't know about y'all, but. I don't live in Neverland, okay? I live on planet Earth where bodies decay and time waits for no one. And so this solar return, this, this Libra season has been a major reality check for me of just Saturn stuff and, you know, just really getting in alignment, okay? Making the necessary sacrifices, the necessary changes to ensure that I strengthen, you know, my, I guess, chances to you know, fill my own cup and just walk the path that has been poured out for me and do so with the best, you know, intentions and grace possible. So I can say now with more ease, yes, that I am feeling, um, you know, much more equipped for my sound return. And honestly, the overall just new personal year I'm very, very excited for. So, you know, with that being said, I just want to say cheers to every single Libra sun who is celebrating a birthday this season. Um, I hope it was magical and fabulous and full of wisdom. And to those of you who are either just finishing their Saturn return or are about to enter their own, my hope for you is that Saturn protects you, guides you, gives you the strength to follow your purpose and creates longevity in all of your passions because that is what Saturn is here to do and that is what I am believing Saturn is here to do. I don't believe Saturn is here to jump me at night and beat me up with a bunch of <laughs> bars of soap and a pillowcase, okay, and make me feel scared of the of this boogeyman that Saturn has become. No, I believe Saturn is here to help. So while it's been very overwhelming, um, it's also been a very, very, very insightful journey. And so despite everything that has happened during this Mercury retrograde, it has honestly reminded me of what is necessary to kind of cut back on so that I can really just fully stay focused on what is necessary, you know? Discipline, because motivation is not going to get you every single day. There's going to be days where you're not going to be motivated. So if you say that what you desire is X, Y, and Z, it's going to require discipline and trust in thyself, okay, and your spirit, therefore, you know, spirit, to move forward. Motivation is not enough. Um, and, and moving forward, you know, and, and having discipline does not mean ignoring when you are tired and ignoring when your body needs a break. No, don't burn yourself to the ground. Um, but at the same time, recognize where discipline is necessary. 
okay? And, and really removing all distractions, period. So that's all I have to say about Libra season. Overall, shout out to Libra season. I'm very, 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 very happy with how it went. Um, very interesting <laughs> energy. And with that being said, I am very, very, very much so ready to get into Scorpio season, which we are going to talk about right now. Okay, guys, so I just wanted to say while I'm recording this episode, talking about eclipse season, um, I pulled up the charts for like the 800th time and just received a whole bunch of downloads and visions. So I'll be sharing all of those on this episode. But secondly, what I wanted to say is that I am really tapped into the Scorpio energy. Um, There is this really interesting occurrence I've noticed in my area where these crows, this massive murder of crows, flies across from where I can see essentially in my area of the sky, um, right as the sun is rising and right as it is setting as well. And it's this beautiful like ritual that they do every single day. And it usually only happens um, around the equinox and then they kind of go away and then they kind of return right in time for Scorpio season. So all I want to say is the Scorpio energy of rebirth has definitely been in the air and I think a lot of us are ready for that to take place. Um, and I am sitting in the dark right now actually um, with just a couple of candles going while I am recording this. So this is really different. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of just a lot of interesting things going on with this eclipse. So let's talk about it. Um, first of all, like I said, I looked at the charts for the millionth time, okay? And I noticed this really interesting pattern this time of round when I was looking at the charts to prepare for this episode. And that is the fact that one, the solar eclipse that takes place on October 25th, okay? And the last eclipse on the on the Taurus Scorpio axis takes place on October 28th of 2023. Okay, so that's the next year, next October. Now, on October 28th of this current year, okay, so of 2022, Jupiter is going to be re-entering Pisces very early on, but this only applies if you are in the Eastern Standard Time Zone, okay? Otherwise, it's like super late on the 27th. And so what I'm pointing out with this is this, on the last eclipse, which takes place in Taurus, okay, as mentioned earlier, um, Jupiter will conjunct the moon. And so it's interesting to me because the connection that I see with this is that whatever takes place during this timeline will be expanded immensely, okay? Jupiter magnifies whatever it touches, and that is the beauty of Jupiter. But as the saying goes, what you focus on grows. So this is a crucial time for us to remain disciplined, like I said before, and focused. Okay. Y'all, I'm like losing my voice. Anyways, um, (laughs) when Jupiter enters Pisces, which we've already have experienced this year, um, a few things are happening. One, there's going to be a lot of, you know, 
geez, star seeds essentially born at this time. I'm just going to say that, okay? Lots of more of that baby boomer energy, um, lots of people delivering their babies, you know, in that, I would say, week's time, two weeks. I don't know how many it's going to be. I, I'm not going to put numbers to it, but definitely lots of star seeds, okay, being planted on the earth at this time. Um, but Jupiter in Pisces is at home here and can expand all things Piscean, all things kind of 12th house energy. So, of course, this includes secrets, mystery, magic, mysticism, okay, religion, spirituality, um, as well as sometimes some heavier things like illusion and deception, um, depression, right? And, and just battles with the mental and the spirit as, you know, sometimes the 12th house can be a, a, like, a, like a haunted house right? It feels like it's a place of, of comfort, but there is something almost monstrous about it that continues to attack you, you sense, but you can't see it. You just only feel it. And that is some of the most, I would say, scariest things that could probably <laughs> happen to people. So with that being said, um, Jupiter in Pisces is really going to expand whatever has been ignored, okay? Whatever was being ignored from before when Jupiter first entered Pisces, okay? This is now coming back to the surface as like a circle back check, like like just like a checkup of like, hey, so what has happened since, you know, the last time we talked? What has happened since the last time I was here? Have you learned your lesson yet? Have you started, you know, preparing this thing or are you still ignoring the situation? Now, as we know, Jupiter um, is going to be, you know, is, well, I should say right now is in Aries, but again, was in Pisces from like May. Okay. Jupiter went into Aries on May 10th. So Jupiter hasn't been, has been in Pisces for quite some time already as it is. And so with Jupiter now re-entering Pisces, we are going to find more of that expansion of what has been hidden and what has been ignored for so long. And with this timing coming up with the eclipse on the, on the Taurus-Scorpio axis, okay, conjunct to the south node, all I'm saying is you need to be very, very, very mindful of what you are engaging in, okay, and ensuring that you are not just ignoring the red flags, okay, where there is smoke, there is fire, and so with that I mean by this, for example, avoiding shadow work will poison the garden, Okay, you know how gardens sometimes can get like um, infestations of like, I don't know, pests, certain bugs that eat the soil or the, the leaves or whatever it might be, you know, um, this can happen to also your abundant, your abundant, your abundant garden, essentially. And it comes in the form of shadow work, which could look like, you know, doubt, fear, right? A sense of not being grounded because we're too busy focused on the potential outcome of our worry versus what actually is happening to us, okay? And so if we ignore those things and pretend like they don't exist in this typical Piscean, everything is awesome and fine <laughs> uh, way, then it's going to, come, it's going to become a, a bigger problem much later on. By tending to our wounds through ritual, rather than engaging in self-neglect, 
we create space for healing, joy, ease, and love. And these are all things that, you know, Taurus does really well. And this is really, really interesting because at this point, if we're looking to become the empress, right, which is what Taurus represents, right? And if we are trying to get to that point, we must remain open and aware, okay, and truly follow our intuition, our guides, ourself. That is like the biggest thing of this eclipse. Yes, the mission and, and supporting the collective is important. And yes, your resources are, are appreciated by many, despite the few who might, you know, project otherwise, okay? But that doesn't mean you neglect the self-work. And those who have been neglecting the self-work are going to feel that very soon, okay? It's time for us to really tap into, you know, our high priestess self. Because before we get into the Empress card, we are the high priestess, right? You must learn to master thyself so you can master the universe. And that comes through the high priestess. And I would say the high priestess in her in many in many forms. Yes, she can be the maiden. Yes, she can be the mother. But she shines as the crone, which is big Scorpio energy. And this is the message that I see when I look at the charts of these eclipses, but especially the one taking place next week and the very last one, okay? Their connection is really interesting. And I truly believe that Jupiter's position should be studied a lot more. Now, I'm sure some of you are potentially wondering, okay, well, how? How do we tap into this? And I would say the easiest and best way to start would be with books. <laughs> and why? Because, well, we, we want to think in the way that Jupiter would, okay? So what would Jupiter do? Well, Jupiter would soak up as much knowledge, wisdom, and magic as much as possible and expand this gorgeous garden, right? A garden is only as bountiful as the nutrients it contains. While growth and maintenance are top priorities of the garden, yes, absolutely, it's also important for us to plant different kinds of seeds, okay? And... I will talk about that a little bit more in a second, um, but what I want to say first is Jupiter right now is in Aries. It is going to be re-entering Pisces, like I said, on October 28th of this year, okay? By October 28th of next year, we are going to have the last eclipse on the Taurus-Scorpio axis. It'll be taking place in Taurus, and Jupiter will also be in Taurus, okay? That's how fast these blessings are growing and, and, and blossoming. Jupiter will be literally in Taurus, you guys, next October. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very soon, okay? That's a year away. That seems like it's a long time, but we all know how quickly time flies, right? When you're aligned, especially. So with that being said, Focus on nurturing yourself in the way that Jupiter would want you to, 
okay i've talked about jupiter magic a little bit on on um the instagram page so you know if you're following us then you'll you know see that yourself and and tap into it more really understand what your jupiter placement is and how that works with the current aspects and the transits right now and you know if you need help with that you know that's what we are here for to help you with your readings and whatnot um, but Jupiter in Pisces versus Jupiter in Taurus are two very different things, right? While one is about, you know, um, expansion, like I said, of all things Piscean, right? Spirituality, uh, psychic abilities, messages, synchronicities, um, the realm, right? Astral travel, deception, illusion, intuition, magic, spiritual, I guess I said spirituality, but religion, right? These are all things Piscean. Taurus is all about, you know, the love materialized for those things, for spirit, for thyself, even for thy realms, because it is the flowers that bloom in the beautifulness of Taurus and Taurus season that are brought as offerings to those that are the dead that we honor during Scorpio season, right? So there is cannot be one without the other. But with that being said, there's this Pisces Taurus connection of, you know, the spiritual cleansing and 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 self-care that is taken at this time is going to show this multiple um ripple effect of abundance that's going to be growing through. Well, that's going to be growing essentially during this eclipse season okay and into the next one is what i'm saying so there's a lot going on you guys but take your time with it because both pisces and taurus one thing they do have in common okay is also their pace they love to take their time they love to indulge in things by soaking it all up by taking their time with it taking their time experiencing it not rushing their 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 uh digestion right they take their time so while this eclipse season is going to have so much abundance and expansion, because I do see this theme of Jupiter being played here, it's not a race, okay? It, there is no race here, okay? So um, I just want to touch about, I really want to talk about Jupiter for a second because there is a lot going on there. And I really think that a lot of you guys can benefit from really studying that um, aspect and transits as well um, in the future. Now, some of you listening may actually have your nodal axis on the same axis that these eclipses take place. So whether it's your north node in Taurus and your south node in Scorpio, or the complete opposite and having your north node in Scorpio and your south node in Taurus, this eclipse is shaking things up. Now, the nodes reflect destiny so the North being the future, our aspirations, interests, and passions that may lead to purpose, and the South being the past, our ancestors, and potential curses carried through the bloodline, but also the type of wisdom we gain through such experiences. And this also includes the cycles that we repeat the most. Now, with the South Node sitting currently in Scorpio, the cycles, behavior patterns, and even routines that we ignore now could have a much bigger impact on our plans than we may think, which is why it's so important for us to be truthful with ourselves 
okay? And cut the bullshit out completely. Like, completely. Be truthful about where you are currently. Be truthful about where you're headed. If you continue on this path, and if you don't like it, what you have to do to change it starting literally tomorrow, okay? It takes effort, okay? Not trying, but actually doing it. That's what effort is. So do the effort, all right? Um, <laughs> this self note, you guys, literally the self note is not here to play. That's all I'm just saying. It's not here to play. Okay. Eclipses. Yes. They bring powerful change. Okay. But how that change takes place isn't always easy. And sometimes we put more of that heaviness on ourselves than necessary because of us not paying attention or being in denial of where we are and trying to push things and control things and manipulate things in a way that's actually self-sabotaging. Okay, so as a reminder, Scorpio represents death, rebirth, transformation, power, possessions, control, generational wealth, generational curses, the underworld, the crone, and the list just goes on and on and on. Okay, and so the changes that take place during this eclipse season and the year to come can touch all of these themes, okay? So you should review your birth chart to confirm what house Scorpio sits in and the celestial bodies that sit there as well, okay? And even if you don't have any Scorpio placements, that's totally fine too. You can still use the houses as a reference for yourself to fully understand what, like, what kind of themes are taking place. There's still a lot to learn there and understand there, okay? Now, for those of you with fixed sign placements, so Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, Aquarius, y'all are getting the reset of your life, okay? And honestly, it's probably for the best. So fixed signs, whatever you're going through right now, and it feels like nothing is working, or like you're still stuck in a void, I promise you, beloveds, this too shall pass, okay? Be selfish and focus only on what nourishes you. Give yourself some grace, if not a lot of grace, okay? You are doing your best, okay? And you are still going at it, even on the darkest days. And that is very badass. So take a moment to recognize your power, okay? Being present is a form of power because it provides you the opportunity to recognize yourself exactly as you are. So don't be so hard on yourself, you guys, please. I know a lot of us are feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm screaming internally. But seriously, like, just remember how many times you got back up despite how many times you fell. Okay, it's all about perspective, beloveds. Okay. Now, for some beings of the collective, the eclipses taking place on this axis are magnifying our struggles. So the ability to balance work and play, passion and purpose, these are kind of some of the struggles you might be facing. And so with that, I just want to say, as a message that came through with these charts, if you are truly following your path and remaining on your, or I should say remaining in your lane, because it is clear and abundant, then you know that what is for you will always meet you at your destination. However, overconsumption of anything can create a problem. It can become an addiction or worse, a tumor. Yeah, okay, spreading all over the healthy vessel that you built until it becomes unrecognizable. 
How does this happen? Well, one, it happens when we become disconnected from our spirit. And when we allow the goal of wealth and validation of the material world to become the focal point of our magic and presence. And honestly, it's so easy for anyone to fall for this because who doesn't like nice things? We all like nice things. And yes, I believe we are deserving of of them and having them. But at what cost? What does it look like to uphold a boundary with ourselves and know when to pull back? And I feel like a lot of the pressure that the collective feels a lot of times, especially those of us who have our Pluto and Scorpio as a generation, okay? A lot of us are pushing so hard to receive and obtain certain material items or to complete certain things that are considered milestones that our parents had or our, our grandparents completed, right? Like, I don't know, um, going to school, um, getting married, having a home, having a family in this traditional way and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, 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 right? And, and trying to gain all these things through these material possessions, when the reality is <laughs> the apocalypse is basically here, okay, as we all have seen and have experienced, and you are not climbing the same mountain that your elders were climbing, okay? Your mountain is a lot more tough, okay, Pluto and Scorpio people, and it's going to take a little bit more digging to get there. So with that being said, please stop comparing your timeline to the timeline of your elders who may be trying to... um you know, implode or hover around your life and tell you how to live it, okay? They don't know what they're talking about. Let that be. But don't compare your timeline to theirs because the material wealth that you're looking to receive in the same shape and form as they have, it's going to look very different because you got yours differently. It might look better. It might not look so great. That depends on how, you know, things shift. But at the end of the day, you can't let that become the end goal and the only reason why you're moving forward because that over again that intense greed and overconsumption can become cancerous and this is where that south node in scorpio shit really kicks in okay so with, with that i'm not let me just say this as a venetian i'm going to make it very clear i definitely believe money is energy and if anything i would say money is a spirit one that has many faces, just like the goddess, okay? If conjured and nurtured the right way, it can become something beautiful that will always pour into you. But as soon as you become obsessed with it, as soon as you start to worship it more than yourself, it can become dangerous, okay? And can control you, possess you, essentially, so get your money, yes, and secure the bags, beloved. Yes, absolutely. But don't sell your soul for it, okay? I don't care if it's the devil you know that you're selling it to or not. The price is not worth it. And I am confident that a lot of y'all are not ready for that smoke to begin with, okay? And that's all I have to say about that. Um, really just remember why you started, okay? And trust that the... Um, reward will come because your integrity was always there and your authenticity was always there. That should be the focus and the goal. And the love was always there. The love that you're putting out, it's a labor of love, right? So focus on that and let that and know that it'll return to you. 
in the spirit of money. Ashe. Now, another message with this um, eclipse, you know, series, I should, I should call it, is, well, series, but also this particular eclipse that's coming up is the fact that it connects with the South Node in Scorpio. And this will bring all sorts of opportunities, okay? Some opportunities so delicious and ripe, okay, that makes you want to step into that big Empress energy that is abundant and flowing and just everything juicy and delicious, okay? And you'll be beyond tempted to take a bite or two into this. But check yourself before you hex yourself, okay? Do not align yourself with other people just because you think their resources will help you grow your own. It has to be a mutual transaction, balance. One cannot be gaining more than the other because that's not a transaction that becomes ownership. And that's a whole other conversation. Okay, align with them because your spirit recognizes their own as genuine, real, abundant, and not a damn leech, you know? Amazing opportunities will also come under these eclipses. Oh, yes. And honestly, I am just so excited for Jupiter in Taurus as a transit. <laughs> I feel like that's such a great place for Jupiter to be in. And I'm very excited to see what that looks like, honestly and truly. Um, but with that being said, even with these amazing opportunities, I am going to recommend as carefully and as serious as I possibly can to be very, very, very careful, okay? If anything, just wait until the Taurus moon wanes before stepping into anything new. Because by then, you'll have your answers and confidence to move accordingly. Now, the upgrades coming with these eclipses will definitely be life-changing for some, of, yes. And by some, I mean those who have been preparing or remaining vigilant despite the mess for those life-changing miracles to take place. And with that, you know, unfortunately, and I guess also fortunately, comes a lot of attention. So be mindful of your circle and what you share with people, okay? Um, I always say, if you want to talk, talk to the dead, because they ain't going to tell nobody your business, and they have all day to listen to you, okay? And I get the desire to want to share, and, and, and you're excited and whatnot, I totally get it. Okay, my Libra son can totally relate, but instead of telling others, I tell my ancestors. I dance it out, I pray it out, or I craft it out with some herbs and candles and oils and whatever else I desire. I channel the energy back into whatever the project is versus exploding elsewhere. Because one, it helps ground me, and two, it just contains the energy in the space that it's meant to be in and not just all over the place. Because that would just be really responsible, right? So when I do that, yes, I do know it's a huge change. Um, and I guess what I'm really just trying to say is be selfish, okay? Stop feeling like you owe anybody anything because you don't. Just because you're the eldest in your family or are known as the relative who quote unquote made it, 
um, okay, doesn't mean you are obligated to carry other people. And a lot of, of you beings who are listening to this, who maybe come from immigrant parents, okay, who have always preached to you, um, all the sacrifices they've made and yada, 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 you know, yes, we show gratitude to them, you know, to an extent, but at the end of the day, claim your shit that you've made for yourself. That is what this eclipse is about too, okay? Claiming the shit that you've made for yourself, okay? And this goes for chosen family members as well, not just your blood relatives I'm referring to. Okay, you can love your tribe by showing up for them as the loving being you are and being present in a way that respects your own boundaries. Your love and birthright to be loved back goes beyond what you can do for others. It really does. Okay, so it's time to be selfish. Eight house and 12 house placements. I'm talking to you, especially those of you with Virgo, Scorpio, Pisces, and Libra placements. Y'all give way too much. And honestly, a lot of these wackos don't deserve it. So pay them in dust. Okay? The reason why I'm talking about, you know, social circles with this moon is because one, Scorpio, again, is is related to um, our resources that are brought together with other people's resources and what that looks like, essentially. Right? And so this is a very social thing, but also because this, this moon is ruled by Mars, which is sitting in Gemini. Okay, now, in case you didn't know this, uh, Mars will be stationing retrograde on October 30th until January 12th of 2023. Now, with that being said, even though its retrograde ends in January... Uh, Mars will remain in Gemini until March 25th of 2023. That is a very long time in Gemini, okay? So yes, social circles and communication is a huge focus of this remainder of the eclipses, I will say, and, you know, how we maneuver our way in those spaces. I definitely sense that... um, just how we communicate in general with our peers, you know, is going to change for the better. Okay, Mars is all about strategy and vitality. Gemini is a pro at strategizing and has tons of energy to go around for exactly that. (laughs) Okay, but sometimes it can become too much. Sometimes Gemini energy can be a lot and sometimes the energy of Mars can be a lot, like literally very, very, very intense at times. And so Mars doesn't always know the limits and that doesn't really help either with the energy of Gemini. And so with that being said, many of us are changing how we move forward, including how we interact with others about our plans or how we communicate our plans and whatnot and just how we move forward and communicate with the with the collective in general. So for those who have an agenda attached to connecting with us, know that they will be exposed, okay? Um, there's a lot of that going around. I, I've, I've been noticing with Mars and Gemini, honestly, this weird like attachment from just other people attached to blessings. Um, 
and just some really weird things going on and going on in the circles. So if you feel like you have to pivot a different way, listen, do that and I'm sure you won't regret it, okay? Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of interesting things with that. And one thing I can say about Gemini is that there is always a switch up. So you don't have to try to pull cards or whatever to find out what's going on. Although, yes, you can, of course, I always recommend it. Um, you know, you can actually relax and trust that it's going to be handled accordingly because they will show their asses for real. Okay, there's a lot of people hanging around, a lot of mystics who hang around because of what they know they're capable of bringing to them or doing for them, essentially. Okay, um, so just relax, reserve your energy for what is being given space at this time because, again, eclipses are a lot of energy, okay? Um, this is a second chance at reclaiming power and control of certain situations, which is a huge, huge, huge blessing. But do not waste it on distractions, okay? Whatever you are building, it will take time, yes, and require your patience, yes. But understand that the lessons learned during this eclipse season will continue to be tested and a focus during Mars is retrograde as well. And even though this moon is, is you know, ruled by Mars and Mars is retrograde and all that, I will talk about that a little bit later. At a later time, this is all about the eclipses. But yes, there is a lot of different things I had to talk about about this eclipse because there's just so much going on at the same time. And so while I'm explaining that, yes, I know that people are talking about, oh, Scorpio season is eclipse season because that's when the eclipses take place. Yes, this is true. But as a reminder, this is like part two of four eclipses taking well parts of this eclipse is taking place on this axis and so it's going to take a long time for it to unfold especially when it's ruling planet is about to station retrograde okay there's gonna be a lot of unfolding of the events starting you know under this eclipse moving into like i said january 12th ish kind of time of of next year okay now i know that i shared some downloads already about this eclipse and what I see coming, but I cannot stress enough how important it is to just mind your own business, okay? Tend to your garden, mind your business, relax, enjoy the memes, enjoy your social whatever, but don't overdo it to the point where you are becoming, you know, frightened, okay? Nothing that is ever shared on my page is ever to frighten you or concern you. And if when you read astrology, you are sensing fear or feeling fearful, I really need you to take a step back and ask yourself why. Why is it that certain things being discussed or highlighted is seen as, you know, fearful or worrisome? Okay, because all the things that were highlighted are all necessary, are things that are required as part of the ascension process. The ascension that people talk about is the same thing as the, as the apocalypse. And a lot of people don't realize that yet. They still think there's going to be this utopian moment of, of, of savior. And it's just not going to, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, we have to just be really mindful of our surroundings and just mind our business and just keep it pushing essentially. Um, but I've talked so much about 
the messages that I've seen and received and have noticed as patterns with the eclipses. I want to talk more now about the actual aspects taking place for this eclipse in Scorpio. Now, the first things I wanted to talk about that I've noticed is the fact that we have the sun, the moon, of course, in Scorpio at the second degree. We also have Mercury in Libra at the 22nd degree, and we have Venus in Scorpio at the second degree. And it's really interesting because all of these celestial bodies are reflecting the number two as a vibrational pattern. And when I think about the number two, I think about, you know, duality, yin and yang, light and dark. And it's just so interesting because not only does this moon take place on a Mars day, which is its ruling, you know, uh, uh, well, I guess planetary day, essentially. Mars is in Gemini, okay? And that is, I would say, the ultimate sign of duality is Gemini. So when I think about duality and I apply that theme to Taurus and Scorpio, what does that really look like on that axis? I think the obvious things would be life and death, creation and destruction, right? The duality of wealth, okay? It doesn't always look shiny and nice. Sometimes it's ugly, but still very precious, Scorpio shows us the abundance beneath the surface and beyond this realm, while Taurus shows us all the things that can be pulled from the plane and brought into this realm, like life itself, or a beautiful garden, right? Or a mood board turned into your very reality. We often hear the quote, as above, so below, with the understanding that all things that are bountiful and abundance to us come from above. But there is also so much abundance that comes from below. There, and that is found in the below, in the darkness. Okay, so for example, when I think about Scorpio, I think about dark everything, darkness, black. I think about black tourmaline, I think about protection, I think about cloaks, okay, I think about like thick ass velvet cloaks and everything. And so when I think about darkness, I think about the soil, the dirt, and how so much stuff that we absolutely love and cherish, or so we say we do, at the very least, is buried in the dirt. So for example, um, pirates back in the day... (laughs) And, and other people would, would, would bury treasure in the dirt, right? They would hide their possessions literally in complete darkness. And the best place for that was underground. So they would bury their treasures in the dirt. And they would have to go across the ocean and fight and whatever to get to this treasure, right? And, and really work for it. Gardens. We use the metaphor of gardens a lot here. And... When we think about gardens, like dirt is usually a dark color, right? Um, it's very, you know, moist and and balanced. And you have to dig more into that darkness to plant the seed, 
and then attend to it for it to sprout into the above. And then I think about what else do we put in the dirt though? And I think about our ancestors. A lot of us have ancestors that are buried in the dirt. Those are, I would say, the most, the biggest aspect of love. And and, and I would say, I don't want to say possessions, but loved ones and things that we adore that we bury underground. And so, you know, the things that we bury, just because they're buried doesn't mean they're going to not sprout up later or show up later. And so recognize that there is so much beauty and so much blessings that can come from the darkness, that can rise out of the darkness, okay, and become life again. The answers are buried, but they we know that they return to us because we work with them, because we elevate them, we honor them. That keeps them alive more than anything. To be forgotten is the true death, okay? A guardian will continue to feed you as long as you remember to tend to it and not neglect it right? As long as you continue to return to that dark space called the dirt and plant seeds in it and tend to it, it'll continue to bring for, bring for you. I'm still recording. <laughs> um, and so with that being said, there's just, you know, a lot more going on than we think in the darkness. This man's is I'm going to just keep recording until I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> um, there is a lot of, there's a lot more. We can go deeper into this. Okay, let's think about material items as, as mystics, as witches, as healers. There are a lot of tools that we use that are created from the dark. For example... Um, you know, crystals, okay, crystals, gold, all these rocks that we love, all these items that we love, they are also, you know, found in the dark. We have to dig our way into them. We have to sift through the dirt to get to the gold. We have to dig through, well, not dig, but walk into this dark ass cave to get to those crystals to get to those you know those elements that we love so much too so all i'm saying here is that basically there's a lot going on in the dark that is going to bring forth a lot of life and i know we know this this is probably maybe overplayed but just really think deeper about what you're planting and how that comes back into abundance and multiplies and becomes bigger than you because that's the whole point I would say, right? And so really understanding and, and, and ensuring that your intentions are pure and honest with thyself about, you know, what it is that you're meant to do is really important. Um, okay, you guys, I have so many notes here. It's actually crazy. But this Aquarius human just walked into the room and totally <laughs> just like distracted me from what I was going to tell you guys. But anyways, my whole point is this. The duality is there when it comes to wealth. It's not just above ground. It's also below ground. Okay. 
and there should be more appreciation for the wealth that is below ground. That's the overall message there. Now, I want to talk a little bit actually about um, the number two in numerology because it's so strong. Like we're in the year of 2022 and then we have all these twos showing up for this for this eclipse, which is very interesting. And so for some, they understand that this number two represents, you know, um, a lot of energy of the divine feminine. And it is about, of course, unity and bringing people together and people working together, right? Balanced energy, um, you know, the lover's card, essentially, and synchronicities of certain things. It is the yin and the yang. So like the cancer energy, as well as, you know, um, I would say the moon card, as well as the high priestess card in the, in the tarot. When I think of the number two, in terms of the zodiac, Taurus is the second of the zodiac. And this eclipse takes place on the Taurus-Scorpio axis. I mean, yes, both the sun and the moon are going to be in Scorpio at the time, but these eclipses that are taking place are taking place on the same axis anyway. So it's very, very, very powerful and very, very special. Um, but the duality is definitely going to be a major, I will say, focus um, for this particular eclipse uh, cycle, as well as, I would say, what's coming forward as well. Um, now, another really interesting thing about this particular um, eclipse is the fact that we have Venus's Kazemi taking place as well, um, just a couple of days before. So starting on Saturday, which is, I guess, technically now, um, Venus will be sitting at the 29th degree of Libra um, and will continue to be in its, you know, Venus Kazemi space when it enters Scorpio at the first degree. And so Venus is all about, you know, being reborn through the sun, essentially, and is, and, and it is about to do that right as the sun enters Scorpio. So when Venus returns back to its evening star energy, which it will when it's reborn through the sun, we are reminded to go more inward and reflect deeply on the values we hold close to our heart. And this can look like, you know, a lot of things that can be, you know, reflected upon, such as how have these things manifested into our reality? What opportunities have we missed or gained through this? And what self-esteem issues or insecurity are we still facing about our physical selves, our mental selves, okay, and, you know, our emotional self, the things that make us feel beautiful, or even thinking even deeper, what does the word beautiful even mean to us, okay? Are we fully communicating our needs, or are we just coasting because feeling wanted, even when anointed and deception is better than emptiness, what is the real tea here? Whenever Venus enters its evening star um, phase, we always go deeper, 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 okay? It's always about going inward with the evening star. And it is definitely going to dig <laughs> this season because as we know, Venus and Scorpio is something that astrologers would say is the not the, one of the least <laughs> beneficial placements for Venus to be in. Okay, so, you know, there's a lot of interesting energy going on here with this moon, and I think that it's going to be 
um, a lot of, of course, inner child healing and reflection going on and us really breaking out of those fears and releasing ourselves from these shackles so that we're able to release up fully into our power and regain ourselves and, and remind ourselves of how beautiful we are. Um, and anoint ourselves in that beauty, especially under that Taurus moon, you know, like really just embracing all the Venusian energy as much as possible. Now, with that being said, as I said before, um, Venus will be reborn through the sun and entering Scorpio. And so when we have the lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 8th, okay, Venus will be at the 20th degree of uh, Scorpio, which is great news for me personally. I love that for me. Um, and so Venus, as well as Mercury, will be conjunct to the sun in Scorpio while the moon opposes Scorpio at the 16th degree conjunct to Uranus and the north node in Taurus. Okay, so there's a lot of interesting abundance here that could be conjured, but I would say do so with very careful caution and the proper preparation, okay? So if you want to do some real abundance magic under, under the eclipse of Taurus, you totally can if you feel called to, but start preparing that stuff starting now. Do the reversal works, do the cleansing work, do the banishing work, the, re the release work now so that in a couple of weeks when the moon is full and glorious, you can really tap into it to the best of your ability, okay? And know that the revelations of self-love and confidence that's that's reborn and everything else in between that you learn through Venus and Scorpio is going to really, really help you with understanding the vision um, as it is poured into you under the lunar eclipse in Taurus coming up in a couple of weeks, okay? Now let's go back to the Scorpio eclipse, okay? So the solar eclipse in, Cor in, in Scorpio is going to have this really tight conjunction of, again, Mercury, the Sun, the Moon, and Venus. The Sun, the Moon, and Venus are all in Scorpio while the uh, Mercury is in Libra. So there's still this interesting, um, again, theme of communication with other people and our relationships because Mercury is in Libra, right? While Mars in Gemini, Mars being the ruler of this, of this uh, uh, solar eclipse, is really stealing the show as it should, okay, and is connecting really great with um, Venus, Mercury, the sun, and um, uh, Saturn and Aquarius. And so there's almost this like really clear focus and understanding of stability that we have to create as well as as a goal for longevity, of course, and success in our own way, because Aquarius is all about doing things their own way, right? So there's this focus and tension because of that Saturn and Aquarius kind of energy placement there, while there's also this excitement and playfulness there because of the Gemini energy, um, but there's this very focused vision, okay, of getting exactly what we desire because of all this beautiful Scorpion energy. And it's all being worked together with Saturn and Mars with the Scorpio Celium, which is very interesting because usually we see Aquarius placements and Scorpio placements clash. But with this particular moon, we actually don't see that at all. I mean, yes, Saturn Aquarius is still squaring off to Uranus and Taurus, but like there's actually some pretty nice you know, relaxation actually with this moon. It's not as like ugly as we might be thinking. 
Now, with that being said, this moon, yes, is ruled by Mars, but it is also ruled by Pluto. So we're obviously going to talk about Pluto, okay? Because Pluto, as we know, is direct, um, but is actually squaring off to Venus, Mercury, the moon, and the sun, okay, while Pluto is in Capricorn. And so again, of course, the idea of power struggles and understanding that there is duality in the idea of wealth, okay, and how we have to balance that so that one, we don't lose ourselves, but two, lose the people that we care about the most as well, and really review and evaluate our possessions, our pride, um, the things that we might be keeping in our closet, what do we have buried belief our floorboards, and is it growing into abundance, or is it growing to something disastrous, okay, and really just kind of um, really letting go of whatever is not in alignment, obviously, is the main goal here. So with that really great square to Pluto, there's a lot of, of course, heat and passion there. So if you're looking to do any sort of um, release work, banishing work, cord cutting work, which I know many mystics and witches are are doing rituals for cord cutting. And if you want to do that for yourself, there are ways to do that. Yes, through candle magic and, you know, all kinds of things. But I would say if you're not feeling like you want to work with the solar, with the eclipse energy yourself, there are professional, amazing witches out there that can help you. Um, and, you know, there are some of them who are obviously on Instagram that we connect with that we will continue to share and highlight and support in our ways that we can um, so that you guys can connect with that too. As I'm saying this, it is 222 on the damn clock. So there you go. Spirit is confirming with me like yes exactly listen to what the witch is saying um so yeah there's there's a lot of great um focus in the cosmos to do with that kind of work um but as well just again just sharpening the focus and the vision that's all it really is about cut out the distractions cut out the bullshit get selfish who the f cares i don't care who likes or who doesn't like it okay you see the vision that's all that matters the vision was given to you for a reason. It's not meant for everyone else to understand. So stop wasting your time trying to explain to them and do the damn work and fulfill what you need to fulfill. Okay, that's all that is that is here. And that is absolutely it. Um, and that's honestly all I really want to highlight with this, uh, I would say this with this chart, honestly, this chart is actually really nice, you guys. Um, there is a really nice trine that has been still actually ongoing for a while, I'm going to say, with Uranus and Pluto, and that is the trine that they're making. And so there is this enhanced focus, of course, on change, as we know, with the Uranus <laughs> North Node conjunction. And Pluto connects with, with Uranus and Taurus, so that's also going to um, further support that, that shift as well that is taking place. So know that whatever you are trying to release, you don't have to do so with full force. It can go with a simple snap of your fingers or, you know, raise of your eyebrows if you want. You don't have to lift a finger. You can simply just say, I am done with this and it is no longer in my space. And so therefore it can be released. I release this now for the to the universe to be sent back and 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 appreciated in a space that it is meant to be in that is far away from here. And that and that is enough. Okay, um, so, you know, 
I guess things we can talk about in terms of themes I seeing with this. I yes, I've I've talked about a lot of things like addictions, overdoses, things that, like death. Yes, being a huge huge theme. Uh, people just tend to leave at this time because it's scorpion. That's just what it is. You know, we know we know this already. So, um, you know, I'm not saying people gonna die left, right, and center, but at the same time, um, you know. If, if it's their time, it's their time. And we just have to make sure that we are doing our best um, while we're here to give our loved ones their flowers now, okay? Because that is always, always, always important. Um, giving yourself your flowers, obviously. Okay, but yes, death is definitely a theme as well as birth, as I was mentioning before, many, many, many times. Um, but also boundaries being tested okay yes there's a lot of great focused and sharpness in this chart with respect to how the planets are working together with saturn and mars and the the scorpio stelium um but there is still this square with neptune um in pisces who's also conjunct to jupiter and um and mars in in gemini there's this really not so great square going on. So there's definitely going to be a test of boundaries and people really just pushing their limits. And this is exactly why I'm saying, well, I was saying before, this eclipse has a lot to do with, you know, communication and how we move forward and and strategy and people coming with, to us with strategy or with strategic ways and, a, and, you know, not really genuine agendas essentially because they see how our resources can benefit their themselves okay and this comes in with the illusion of neptune and pisces and how mars and gemini might just be too excited and not really focused and can totally become a victim to that okay so you know just again tend to <laughs> tend to your garden mind your business okay stay focused and trust and believe that whatever is pushing out is being pushed out is for the better there's a lot of great things coming with this chart, you guys. Honestly and truly, I'm not even worried about the squares. They actually work in their in our favor because as much as, yes, um, the fakeness of people and their strategic agendas is going to show up, that means exposure is going to is going to show up. One thing that Scorpio is good, is good for and well-known for is finding the fuck out, okay? If a Scorpio wants to know something about you, they already know. Understand this. If a Scorpio placement, okay... I'm talking a Scorpio sun, a Scorpio moon, a Scorpio rising, a Scorpio Mercury, a Scorpio Venus, okay? If these beings are asking you a question, don't think they are asking you because they actually don't know the answer. They already know the answer. There is way to see if you're going to lie to them, okay? There is nothing that a Scorpio will not know or not find out on their own, okay? So while there is this deceptiveness that's being played, it will be shown out. Trust that. Okay, trust that. Okay, so let's talk really quickly um, about horoscopes. So Aries placements, I'm going to say, and Scorpio placements, this is a really great moon for you guys. Obviously, lots of abundance here, lots of growth taking place, lots of wisdom taking place here. Um, so just be open to it, okay? Understand that you don't know everything. Yes, you are a genius in, in the divine's making, but you don't know everything. And so you are still a student of the universe and you are continuously going to learn as you continue to expand. And that is beautiful. 
and stop seeing it as a sign of weakness, okay? It's not, okay? Um, Taurus placements and uh, Libra placements, this moon is definitely great for just kind of realigning yourself to self-care, honestly and truly, um, purging out those emotions and letting yourself shine. I would say do some serious mirror magic that actually would probably work really great for you. Um, but also, I'm sensing a lot of like fatal attraction energy. So Venetians, let's do some glamour magic. Let's do some sex magic. Okay, yes. And let's get fancy. Um, Gemini and Virgo placements. I do see a lot of clarity coming in. I do see a very busy schedule coming in as well. So just make sure that you're not double booking yourself for for certain things. And if you need to take a break, then take a break. You are totally deserving of that. You don't have to overexplain yourself. Do what you have to do. Um, but if you feel like an opportunity is showing it itself and your intuition says go for it and you have that confirmation from spirit, then go for it. It could definitely be a moment of a lifetime that could really change your life. This is also including contracts, okay? But please make sure you are reading the, the fine print. Get your lawyers involved, whatever you have to do. Don't be out here getting played, okay? Don't get played. Cancer placements. Um, this is a moon for you, or I should say cycle, that's really about um, focusing on your inner child, okay? Really focusing on your inner child, focusing on how you communicate to yourself and how you may be projecting a lot of stuff onto other people because you haven't faced yourself in, with this situation, okay? Stop trying to fix people. They ain't your problem fix you okay the cherry starts at home how are you doing lately is the real question okay leo same thing goes for you okay this is a time to really tap into your your emotions you are a fixed sign honey bunny so you're probably going to be feeling this um moon really intensely as a fixed sign um so you know do your best to kind of just flow with things and let go of whatever is not serving you um but also don't lose your temper in everything just because you don't understand it completely just right now okay it'll make sense a little bit later on trust where things are going okay um saturn is still on your side and is still cheering for you despite potentially sitting opposite of where you are and what you might think is chaos. No, it's actually stability and balance of self, okay? And it's trying to help you gain some balance and some boundaries, okay? Um, do, 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 do. Who is next? Uh, Sagittarius placements. I'm going to say that this is actually a really great time to sit your ass down and eat your food and simply just listen to your spirit, okay? Do not get played out here. Um yeah, Pisces placement, same thing. Sit your ass down and eat your food. Don't be out here playing in these streets, okay? This is not a time to be playing. This is a time to sit down and recharge and get your ish together. Capricorn and Aquarius placements, especially Aquarius placements, y'all are definitely going to be feeling this a lot because of the fixed sign energy. Um, but Capricorn placements, this is definitely a time for you to move forward with some things. So stop sitting on those really great ideas. It's time to birth them. Start making a plan for them. Aquarius, you too. Okay, I think that is everyone. If I missed you, it wasn't intentional, but let's keep it moving. Okay, you guys. So the last thing I just want to talk about really quickly is... Well, not quickly, just whatever is um, antidote, you know, antidote for this eclipse season. Um, honestly, you guys, less is more. Don't overcomplicate things. 
do not force things to happen. Like I said, there's a lot of connections with Uranus and Pluto with this moon. So it's really a time to just let go and let flow. Okay, I'm not saying let the chaos happen to you. Obviously, pay attention. Be very aware of your surroundings, please. If you are traveling at night, um, please have someone with you. If you can't, please have someone on the phone. Don't fake a phone call. Have someone on the phone. FaceTime them even if you can. That would be even better. Um, if you can, you know, have some something for protection. If you, you know, I don't know, whatever you have to do, do something to protect yourself, okay? That's all I'm saying, okay? If it can be avoided, avoid it. If you have to, then try to Uber if you can, okay? But just just be very mindful of your surroundings, you guys, because yes, there's a lot of amazing things that are going to come out of this eclipse season. And yeah, it's, it might be a little rough at first. I believe that it's going to be still really, really great. And I want to stay optimistic about that. Um, there are a lot of crazy people who cannot handle the energy of eclipses and are so out of tune and essentially I would say out of body that they don't even realize what they're doing when they're awake and so people can be really crazy and Scorpio definitely gives off you know CSI vibes if you catch my drift okay so just make sure you are being very mindful of your surroundings pay attention to your intuition if you don't feel like going somewhere then don't fucking go please there is no need to like oh yeah I'm gonna go for like an hour even though I don't feel like going no fuck that okay pay attention to your surroundings and listen to your gut please 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 speaking of gut please detox your gut okay get what you need to do okay get your greens okay eat more um grounding foods for yourself like potatoes broccoli spinach kale and soups Okay, whatever comforts you and brings your body back to reset mode. Um, I find that grounding foods are, that are heavier, usually they have more starch in them too sometimes, unfortunately, um, can be really, really grounding for us and really just kind of bring us back to our bodies. And that's also probably because of the warmth they give off. So I'm not saying you should avoid, you know, smoothies and all things cold, but you're probably going to feel more grounded if you're eating and enjoying more warm things and more like herbal things that are considered warm, okay, or have like a heating effect on them, like cinnamon, for example, okay? And that's just, those are just facts. Um, another really obvious thing I would say as well is, you know, just stretching your body for at least five minutes each day, okay, and going to bed earlier, okay, and if you're having a hard time sleeping, you know, you can do certain things to help you with that, like adding lavender essential oil to your diffusers or in your baths and in your teas, okay? There are so many ways to use uh, lavender, okay? And know that this herb will help you, you know, kind of stay more calm. It's it's very accessible, I would say, to many. So you should be able to find that with no problem. Um, keeping the lights really low while a seasonal candle, if you desire, burns close by to set the ambiance. These are all things that we can do to kind of help us um, you know, get into a space of tranquility and relaxation. Um, obviously, you want to maintain your regular spiritual maintenance, um, cleansing practices as well, okay, and ensure that you are doing those things, you know, consistently at least once a week. 
until the moon wanes. So we're going to have the full moon in Taurus, okay? And then when the full moon wanes, we're going to slowly move into, um, as we know, um, you know, the third quarter moon. And that will take place in uh, Leo on November 16th, okay? So we just want to make sure that, you know, we are maintaining our cleanliness in terms of spiritual maintenance. Well, always, obviously, (laughs) but especially weekly up until that point, okay? If not more, so that you can really feel the huge weight coming off and the shedding coming off from this moon, okay? So really, just I would say all of Scorpio season, honestly, just do your stuff weekly so that you can just feel better and just feel more relaxed and just, you know, enjoy it, you know, because it's not just about, oh gosh, this is a crazy time of shedding and birth and death is so traumatic and everything is just really crazy at this all at once. Like, yes, that's true, but also like, no, you can also have time to enjoy this and, and embrace all the sweetness that comes with it as well. Cause there's so much sweetness that comes with this time of year. Okay. Um, Cutting off all the weirdo energy completely, guys. Like, I cannot stress this enough. If you don't have anything there in your circle, great. That's great. That's 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 fantastic. Um, but if you have some, you know, some, mm, I'm not sure, you know, just wait. Um, ask your spirit guides to expose and magnify ill intentions within, you know, your circle, your connections, etc. So they can be removed accordingly and stop distracting you and just give yourself like a couple of weeks and see what happens in that time frame okay you can write it in your journal so you remember and then go back in a couple of weeks put a reminder in your phone and look back at your journal so that you can remember that you wrote this down and think about what has happened since then okay and release what you need to because let me tell you they are going to try and of course the biggest and most important thing during eclipse season is boundaries okay the block button do not disturb button silence without vibrate just literally silence the phone airplane mode if you have to okay do what you have to do to take care of yourself do not overindulge in the media timelines it's just gonna make it more messy and make you more trigger happy probably and want to go on and, and write horrible captions or whatever else okay um, just take care of yourself and um, be grateful for where you currently are because you've made it this far. Um, this has not been easy, but, you know, you out here and that's all that matters. So I'm wishing you guys a very safe and amazing um, Scorpio season. We are definitely going to have another episode, well, a few more episodes <laughs> before the end of Scorpio season. Um, but yeah, you guys, like, Scorpio season is basically starting, so shout out to all the Scorpios, happy birthday, Scorpios, Scorpio suns, I absolutely love you guys, Scorpio moon, Scorpio risings, shout out to you as well, shout out to all the Scorpio placements, um, may we rise again and again and again, and that's it, okay, one love, Ashe, peace.